Hello everyone and welcome back to our podcast. I am Chris, joined by my brothers Adam and Eric. Hello. Hey, oh, sorry, I'm halfway through this. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the salute. I was waiting for you to go, yeah. hey. Mm. <laughs> yes, sir. And back we to are... you, the command center. <laughs> we are back in the room to talk more about video games and kind of continuing on from our last episode's discussion. In our last episode, we did a huge discussion on The Last of Us Part 2. We gave all of our feelings about the characters, the story, the gameplay, the graphics. And we started that whole conversation by talking about how people are rating at 10 out of 10 or 0 out of 10 and that, that whole spectrum. In the end, we actually never said where we fell on that spectrum. Like We, we, we kind of hinted at we're possibly, you know, we're in different places possibly, but we never actually fell on where we are in that. And I think it's because we were still figuring that out for ourselves in a, in a way. Um, and we might surprise ourselves. So uh, we're going to try and rate it um, so that people actually know where, where, where we, we fall on that spectrum of 10 out of 10 on the game. And Adam has come up with uh, sort of the headings that we would normally use when we're discussing a game in general. And to take each heading, give that a rating out of 10 and then at the end average out the score to find out how we feel about the game overall and where it falls so it, we might actually surprise ourselves at the rating we might be like oh that's actually lower than i than i thought or it might be higher than we thought i don't know but it seems like a very fair way to actually break it down what do we feel about each element and then where does that fall on the game as a whole rather than just focusing on one thing okay um so we're going to rate the game first and then um there's a thing going around at the moment. It's been going around for a while, actually, since the game was literally since day one. <laughs> and it's this, um, you guys know about it, right? There's a petition. That oh, yes. Signing to get the game rewritten. Okay. Now, first of all, I can't speak on behalf of all of us. You will not see my signature on that petition. I don't really agree with it at all. I don't think it'll work. I know people, you know, think, well, it's a democracy. Look, they're artists and they made the game. It's their game. They just put it out for you to play it. You don't own it and you have no, you don't get to demand, you know, what you want from it. You can be disappointed with it all you want. Um, yeah. However, in a hypothetical world where for some reason you were given the reins to write the game, we want to discuss that because we think that's interesting. And maybe like depending on what our rating will be maybe we, we'd see what changes we would have made which would have brought up the rating for us personally they actually we, they might be like little rewrites that uh, whoever's listening would disagree with they might not actually be changes you would like they're just changes that we would like uh, and we think it's an interesting conversation so just to put that out there this is not actually a stab at naughty dog this is not like a, they did a terrible job and this is what they should do they need to rewrite it this is just a hypothetical kind of fun conversation discussion topic at least that's the way i see it maybe you guys feel different no, this is serious to me yeah. man can you man, not this see keeps my, me awake. my mood lighting my mood lighting is very evil right now i am yeah he's got the seraphite mood lighting it's man actually, i i made a rubric you know when ellie has the pipe in the hall and it's like it's just red light you've actually got that kind of thing going on <laughs> actually let's yeah. just put that out there as well just before we start um a spoiler spoilers. warning just yeah. a, a, again in case you haven't watched the last episode which was full spoilers uh, if you've stayed away from everything on the last one so far, this will probably, because of the way we're going to talk about it so openly, this will contain spoilers for both The Last of Us Part 2 and probably The Last of Us Part 1. So if you've never played either of those games, there will be spoilers throughout. So 
as soon and as the music play if you manage to stay away from everything so far yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah people are not back not even the creators are holding back they're like straight up on twitter spoiling shit <laughs> the spoilers everywhere but just like you might be like eric you might have buried those leaks deep inside you you might have went prone and divided and hid away from those leaks but uh anyway um once the music starts that's the final the final spoiler warning also eric looks confused eric in the last episode you talked about how you buried the leaks <laughs> all right yeah i you don't remember i, I, I no no i had a feeling you were making a reference to the last episode i was good job yeah but this is the last of us part two part two <laughs> the last was part two dos <laughs> cue the music Okay, so let's start off by rating the game first. Um, so we have a couple of headings, which are the headings that we normally discuss when we're talking about games in general. Those are graphics, how the game looks, gameplay, how it plays, the functions that you have at your disposal, uh, sound, the actual sound quality within the game, the, the sound levels, volume, that kind of thing. Well, it's yeah, it's environmental sounds as well, the things that... Yeah. yeah the audio sound, within... Sound here. effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, as well, and, and like when people are speaking versus sound, yeah. like it's like, you know, because there are games where sometimes people's, the character's volume is too low and the, there's fucking explosions going on in the background. You're like, uh, now I need subtitles. Like, that's not a good, <laughs> that's not a good complaint. Do people get that? That happens, right? Yeah, that, happen, yeah. That, yeah, it happens mainly in like uh, big open world RPGs. Yeah, the music is always too loud and you're like, Jesus, Skyrim. Um, yeah. <laughs> score which is the music score that's that is separate to the sound that's you know accompanying yeah. the emotional sequences or the action sequences and usually engages you or doesn't engage you uh the acting is the actual performance of the the voice actors or the motion capture actors and all that stuff game performance how it plays does it drop in frame rate are there any glitches that kind of thing and then finally story um, which is obviously the narrative of the game, the structure of the game, how it was written, that sort of stuff. So those are the, the headings that we sort of normally discuss in our long discussions on games anyway. Uh, we definitely we definitely put more emphasis on some headings over others because those are the things that engage us more. Um, and I think as well, you have to bear in mind, that, like there has to be an element of for its time, right? Do you know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like when you go back to a certain game, like a PS1 game, you can't now go back, for example, and give it a 1 out of 10 for its graphics because of where graphics are now. You kind of have to take it for its time, what were the graphics like, and that kind of thing. So, um, I actually, we, we, we actually have an Excel sheet to figure this shit out. <laughs> um, Adam, I'll come to you first because you're actually the first one there. And if you want to kind of talk You also through, know how it works. You also know how it works. So if you want to talk us through um, what you'd give out of 10 for each of those headings, and then it'll give you the average, and we'll find out out of 10 what you would give the last okay. part. So I think graphics-wise, uh, you'd be absolutely insane not to give this a, a high score. Um, well, then call me insane. <laughs> so, yeah, you're insane if you don't give it a high score. I mean, it is a beautifully crafted game. Um, but I, think, I don't think it's uh, a 10... Personally, I would give it a nine for graphics. Okay. Um, 
just because there are some some bits that I find that character models, especially within gameplay, the character model faces don't look necessarily the same as what they are in the in the cutscenes. Um, Ellie always has like this really weird face on her, and the eyeballs almost look like they're coming out of their sockets nearly. So there's certain things in the game that just look a little strange. And uh, in terms of high fidelity, you know, it is a gorgeous looking game, but there, I think there are some games that uh, visually are more impressive. Um, yeah. Gameplay, I'd give that a five. Wow. Yeah, I thought I like. I thought I was being a little too harsh on the gameplay in the last episode, but in the past week I've been kind of replaying segments and and starting the game again, and there's just too much about the gameplay that actually frustrates me. Um, in terms of the gameplay, uh, one of them being the fact that you can't hip fire. I think that's a an odd. That thing wasn't that in you... the that, that wasn't in the first one either, though. No, I know that. I, I in terms of things to add to the game, I thought that's an odd one oh, yeah. not to add. Right. Um, considering the enemies get really, really close to you, you know, they're all close quarter combat. Most of the enemies, like the infected and stuff like that, want to get really close to you. Uh, even the seraphites like to get close. And if you try to shoot at them, you aim, but there's like this zoom in. And the zooming is actually kind of... It's kind of slow. You can't snap zoom, essentially. It's quite, it's quite a slow transition when you're zooming. And by the time you get the reticle on them, they're, they're way too close to you. And now it's almost like it's all up in your face. And I just think not having a hip fire really is... It just... I think it's just a silly omission. Um, but there are... Yeah, there's there's plenty of things. I think we just... I mentioned them in the last episode, uh, gameplay-wise, that annoyed me about the backpack and stuff like that. Yeah, I think sound-wise, environmental sound and the noise of the weapons, enemies, I'm giving that a 10. I think that's one of the... I think that's what the, the biggest highlight for me in, is the sound. Um, it, I, there's moments in the game where there's no tension, yet I was tense. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like replaying, I'm like, I know there's no enemies here, but... Um, when I played it the first time, I was always in listen mode, like constantly, because I'm like, the music is just so, so tense. So I, I think they did a really good job. Well, not the music, the kind of... The atmospheric sound. Yeah, the, the house is creaking, or the um, there'd be like uh, things that are rolling, like cans rolling on the ground, and you can hear them. And uh, the way that they place the sound, as well as in the settings, the game settings, you can change where the, the direction of where the audio is coming from directly in settings as well so i think okay. they did a really good job with that uh score i give it a six Um, it's good it is good but it just lacks like i can't say like what's the main theme to this like i can't hum it yeah Not like i could the first one Um, i do like that there's kind of like this blend like the score is definitely uh very different there's almost an electronica sound at at moments mm-hmm which is is quite nice. It's um, it goes kind of, and I think it's used for the Seraphites as well, which is interesting because they're kind of against technology to some degree, and here's an electronica soundtrack. So I think that it's a nice contradiction, and we see that contradiction within their uh, kind of belief system. But I can't, for the life of me, like recognize what the soundtrack is for for the Last of Us, or at least the 
the main tune. Yeah. But it is it is good. I just wouldn't give it a really high score. Uh, acting is a, a nine for me. Again, really, really high. Um, there's just certain things where, you know, it, it doesn't get the perfect 10 because I, I just wasn't as blown away as I would have been with the first one. But it's still a, a really, really high score. Um, game performance is an eight. Again, pretty high. Um, but there, there's for me there was fairly noticeable frame drops. Um, especially when you're trying to turn the camera, I just felt like I was almost getting nauseous a little bit, which right. about the frames were dropping and uh, buildings in the background not kind of appearing when they should and then when you get a little bit closer there they are and it's i thought that was a little little strange but overall i think it performed pretty well and then the story gets a five wow <laughs> yeah i think the story there's nice moments but i think overall i think the story like is a, a mess i don't think it plays out well I think it loses. There's only one moment where I think it succeeds for me in terms of the type of emotion it wants to convey. And then for the rest of the game, I really have to almost overwork myself to try and get what they're trying to get out, uh, like get out of me as a, as a viewer. Right. It's yeah. like, yeah, I see where you're coming from, but it's like, I just don't think it was executed well. So on... As a total, then that that for me is a seven out of ten. Is this the full game? Uh just before we move on, actually, are are you surprised? I actually, if you were going to say, oh, out of ten, having not broken this down, I'd imagine you would have given this something less. Are you surprised it's a seven? Like, do you think it would have been? I w- I for me, I was like thinking back on it. As I, I I think this is somewhere between a six and a seven for me. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's not yeah. that's not actually that surprising then. And I think doing this kind of breakdown helps because I think out of frustration with the game I probably would have leaned more towards the 6 but then I would be omitting the nice the things that I liked about it, you know? Yeah. Sometimes we get so caught up in the things we dislike about yeah. certain things and we focus too much on that and that's why we give it a bad score whereas like here like gameplay and story i gave really really like you know medium scores they're quite low um and for a lot of people those two are i suppose the thing that they care about the most but and 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 maybe that's why people are giving a five out of ten or less um but there are other things to to praise the game for and i think they deserve praise so yeah uh, you know i i think it's fair i think seven out of ten is a fair fair result for it Excellent. Preach, okay. Preach, Adam. Preach. Preach it, Adam. So seven out of ten from Adam for the last was part two. I see. I'm actually next on the list, so I'll go next, and then we'll go for you, Eric. Yeah. Um. That's the way I like so, it. So graphics. I actually I did say it before. Now in my experience of playing the game, I didn't notice anything weird. Um. There obviously I haven't played every single game, so this is just going off the games that I've played. The last was part two for me is the best looking game I've ever seen. Um, in my opinion, and I keep coming back to that um, moment where you're on the horse going through the the trees, um, mm. and it just looks so gorgeous, so amazing. I like it, it blew my mind. But there's plenty of other moments. Like I'm, it's not I'm not putting the whole game's graphics down to that moment, but just that's when it really clicked on me. Where I was like, oh my god, like this looks incredible. So I'm gonna give the graphics a ten. 
Um, and I think as well, it's, it, it is worth pointing out, and people have explained this before as well, like a 10 out of 10 doesn't mean there's no flaws at any point. Right? Oh, so God, it's, no. it's, that's not a case of like, you can't give something a 10 if you can find one flaw somewhere, you know? No. Because uh, if that's the case, nothing can ever be 10 out of 10. So there's no point in having that as a ranking. Um, exactly. Nothing can so. be 10 out of 10. No, I'm totally on board with... Well, if you that. feel that way, you feel that way. But I, I, I think you can give a 10 out of 10 to something that still has some flaws, but not enough to take take the point away. Yep. Um, gameplay. Um, I think I differ to you guys. Well, I don't know how Eric felt on it, but definitely you, Adam, in that I actually really enjoyed the gameplay. I enjoyed the gameplay in this game more than I did in the first game. And I've been replaying it. And even on my second playthrough, I'm, again, I'm having a lot of, I'm in those areas and I'm taking my time with it because now I'm not trying to push on with the story. And I'm just having a lot of fun with setting down little bombs as traps or using my explosive arrows, which I did not the first time because I was too afraid to get caught. I was playing it totally stealthy. Now I'm like, you know, what? I'm just going to go in guns blazing and see how I get on. And um, so I, I, I'm still having a lot of fun with the gameplay. The gameplay serves the, the, the world that it's in. I don't think it's the best gameplay ever um, or the most fun gameplay ever, but I think it serves its purpose in this, in this kind of world. Um, so I'm going to give the gameplay an eight. Um, I think it really works for for this kind of game. Um, it's not hugely fun. That's the only thing. So it's not like, yeah. you know, like when I was playing Five Hundred Seven Remake, I was having a lot of fun and I was looking for those encounters because I was having fun playing it. Last was part two. Sometimes I am glad the encounters are over. But while I'm in the encounters, I, d- I did have some, some fun with my options. So I'm going to give it an eight. Sound. Um... Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I'm gonna have to give the sound a ten. I, I just I think the the sounds of the guns, the um sound effects of nature in the background, the clickers sounded incredible in this game. They were yeah, so terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> um just ever even like reloading a gun sounded in, like they definitely whoever works on the sound department on this game, like nailed their job. Absolutely nailed it. Um and even certain like hits and everything like you would really feel the impact of it. it you know it wasn't um in some games because they're played for fun i suppose melee combat has kind of a soft impact um in a way it kind of softens mm. the blow and in this it really doesn't and there were sometimes i would hit someone and go oh shit you know I'd, I'd kind of feel the impact of it and i think that's down to the sound more than anything else so i have to give it a 10 uh score uh, I actually agree with you on this one as well. I'd give the score a six. Um, I think it's definitely serviceable. It's not a bad score. It, it's atmospheric. It does what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. And there's certain moments where, like, in combat scenarios, I think is where the music is at its best in this game. And during the emotional sequences, not so much. Um, but in the combat scenarios, there was one where it's like a droning piece of music. And it's kind of, it sounded a little bit like the, the foghorn in, in Inception kind of a thing. Uh, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, and the drums are kind of slowly picking up pace as you're getting closer, closer to your target. And I noticed the music was actually getting louder and louder the closer you were getting to your target. So it was getting more and more intense. So I thought, like in in scenarios, it was definitely doing exactly what it needed to do. But yes, I wouldn't find myself listening to the soundtrack after the fact. Um, I can't hymn the main tune. I'm really surprised the main theme from the first game was only used like once or twice in this entire game. I was like, that's as far as I'm concerned, that's the theme of The Last of Us. I was really, and it's a really good 
emotional theme and fits the world. I'm really surprised it didn't really play out that much in this one. Um, so yeah, like it's not a memorable um, music score to me, but also it didn't like ruin my immersion when I was playing it. There wasn't points where I was like, the music here is totally shit, you know? So it, it's a six for me. It's definitely above average. The acting. Um, I do remember being more blown away by certain performances in the first game. But I do think that the actors, whether you agree with the writing or the, the choices that are made in the game or not, like regardless of any of that, I do think the actors are doing their job phenomenally, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think if anyone's saying just because the writing is bad, therefore the performances are all bad too, you're not really looking at, you know, what's that's just like just being mad at the story more than anything else. So like a story can be shit and actors can still be doing a really good job. Right. Yep. Um, so I, I'm going to give the acting a 10. I actually, I think it's phenomenal. And I think there's moments of like grief and moments of like deep hurt that really show. Um, so yeah, I, I give the acting a 10, uh, game performance. I, I didn't notice any bugs of any kind, any glitches. I didn't have any dropouts. I didn't have any real drops in frame. Uh, I think there was moments where I was running and it kind of, I don't know, there, there was, everything would look a little bit off while I was running and then it would take a few seconds to kind of kick back in when I stopped. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that's the only thing that I can think of in terms of how the game actually performed as I was playing it realistically. So I, I got to have to give the game performance probably a, like a nine. Like I, I don't think it was the smoothest thing ever, but at the same time, um i do think it like i've i've seen so much worse when it comes to game performance <laughs> and naughty dog are actually really good at putting out an actual like well-polished game I, I can't take that away from them and i do think for the most part this is an incredibly well-polished game and performs really and plays really well uh yeah there are some slow functions and things um so it does lose one point but i like there's no way i can drop it down much more than that um in my opinion and then the story this is the hardest part <laughs> and I, like i suppose this is the thing where like everyone is obviously obviously everyone's talking about the story more than anything else because yeah, yeah. it's a story driven game right like the reason you play the last of us part two is because you're interested in the story and it can really affect your outlook on the whole experience um i have said before like there's things they do that i like i think they do them well but I'm not sure they made the right choice in terms of the narrative they decided to tell. Um, and also, it was this weird thing of like, I appreciate the experiment of walk a mile in your enemy's shoes. Like, not many people have done it. I think it's, uh, I do think it's a, like, I don't think it's a, that, that choice was like the, an easy choice to make, actually. Like, I do think it was ballsy, the whole Abbey thing. But there is something jarring about the adventure and it feels like two different games. And maybe that's the point. There's a perspective thing going on and maybe maybe they hit the nail on the head by doing that, that everyone's split and divided and that's part of thematically what the game is about. Maybe they're geniuses. <laughs> but I can't help but feel I came away feeling overall quite disappointed with the story we got, which was the reason I got the game. I'm really torn on this. I think there's some really good stuff in there. Um, I think overall I'd probably give the story 
like a six or a seven, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. You want to break? One. You need a separate rubric just to break down the story. To break down the story, a separate grid, because like there's stuff in there that I think is really good. There's so much potential in there. It's just that the execution didn't hit, like didn't land for me. I think. Um. So. I think. I think it's a six. Okay. I think it's a six. Um, which still, I mean, I actually I'm not surprised because in my head I was th- kind of thinking this number anyway. My, my average score is an eight out of ten. Um, I actually did think that that's where I would land if someone had asked me what would you give it. I was kind of going a seven or an eight probably, um, and probably leaning more towards the eight because, like I said, I think the experience of the game is phenomenal and I enjoyed the experience of the game. But something wasn't right as I was playing it. And then the the aftermath is when you finish it, you kind of feel, oh, that was a bit lackluster or kind of disappointing as a whole, actually, in a way. You know, that was the feeling I was left with, even though I enjoyed the experience. And there's plenty of things in it that I think they did a phenomenal job at. Um, but yeah, like the, the, the story, and there are some things that just kind of leave... Um, more to be desired. I was thinking just before we go on to Eric, I, I was wondering like if this was a new IP, if this was a new game, we didn't know any of these characters, and this was like a interesting experiment where you play as one character and then you play as the other and you see this perspective thing. I wonder would everyone feel differently? I don't know. I, I do actually, not. I actually personally think I wouldn't be as generous. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. I think I actually think the general populace would. I think people would be like, Maybe. well, that, that was creative and different. But because it's like, it's coming off of The Last of Us. It's like, well, this is not what I wanted for The Last of Us. You know, like, and it's hard to, you can't fight expectations either. Or, you know. Oh, yeah, no, you can't. In the words of Joel, um, see, there was a sequel, um, wasn't as good. Yeah, that's right. In the museum, he says that. And it's like, <laughs> it's like they know us, right? Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like in, in the first game as well, there's a bit where um, Ellie's reading a comic. Do you remember? And and to be continued. So the only problem with these is to be continued. I hate cliffhangers. Yeah. yeah and they're exactly. setting you up for there this cliffhanger at the end of the game. So uh, yeah, I do, I wonder did they know it's like look at and um, we're making a sequel. We're trying our best, but we know we know it's not it's not as good. Deep down. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um. But Eric, yes. let's go to you now. I'm very curious to see. I don't. I yeah. I'm very curious to see what our ratings are like at the end of it. Like who yeah. has it and who yeah. has it the most. But. Okay. okay, so graphics are amazing. They are, they're they're not best graphics in the world. Um, but yeah, like you said, Chris, when you when you are in the forest on the horse, that was that they get. I was like, I am in the world, Last of Us. Look how lush and beautiful this is. Do you also um, like wish you could have Snake Eater with, with that? Yes. You're going through yeah. like. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. Go yeah, to yeah. like crawl through the tall it's grass or something. Snake yeah. in the grass. My but uh, it's at areas I feel like it, it lacks in a lot of the color tones, rich color tones that the first game actually had. It's a very the minute you get into Seattle, all the colors go really like drabby, like they're all kind of gray and everything looks kind of. Now I suppose that's the, the feel would fit with the tone of the world and it is set within spring. I'm assuming. I'm assuming it's spring um, <laughs> when the game is set. Uh, so I understand what they're what they're going for, but um, I just feel like 
some of the some of the colors, some of the graphics are kind of lost as you're playing it. Um, past like the forest moment, the minute I was Seattle, I kind of started to even lose concentration on any of the great graphics and stuff. So it didn't really hold my grasp. But in saying that, how do I work this thing? There we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would I would give it an eight. In saying that, okay. I think I do think that it should still get a high score because the graphics were incredible. Um, so for gameplay, are we including replay value and stuff? With oh yeah, yeah, it's every, yeah, everything to do with like replayable. Yeah, yeah, whatever you feel about the gameplay. Oh no, yeah, but I just wondered was that gameplay or game performance? Uh, okay, so for gameplay, now I did say this to you that I think in the last episode that I did find the game quite boring to play. Okay, and when we were collecting footage, I think I said it to Bodhi as well, that I think I said it to you, Adam, before I started to collect footage, was that I did not want to put the game on. I was not <laughs> in the mood at all to play it. And I think yeah. I said to you, Chris, that this was very difficult to play. So I actually find it actually has loads of things I love. Right? The, the, the weapon customization is, the minute I saw it, I was like, yes, I'm in love. This is class. Yeah. Like just watching the breakdown of the weapons watching going prone and like was so cool especially because they're that open up new ways to explore the world because sometimes it's really stupid when you're in um when you're going through a world and then you see that there's like a like a like a crack in the door or something you can clearly crawl through but game mechanics say you can't so now you can't or like you know you can clearly fit through a, like a gap between two barrels but gameplay mechanics say you can't but i like that in this game they do have that but i think it's about for how long you play and the way they do kind of design the game makes the game really boring and you end up finding i end up finding myself doing the same thing over and over and over and over again that all that really cool shit that i loved at the start became somewhat of a okay i suppose i'm crawling through this now and oh look i'm really slowly taking apart my gun again just so i can customize it i really want this to hurry up so I found that they added really cool shit to it, but as it went on, it became quite monotonous and quite boring and quite tedious. So I would probably give it a six. Yeah. Okay. Let's give it a no. Let's give it a seven. Actually, I think a seven more. Yeah, better seven because they still did do really great things with the gameplay, and the gameplay did run smoothly. So I will give it a seven. Uh, sound completely on board with use the sound i think was was definitely one of the things i praise about this game like the bit i heard the clicker that was like those clickers sound different but it's a good different i am yeah. shitting i can make a shit house out of the amount of shit bricks i'm shitting right now <laughs> <laughs> i was waiting for the quote you always have a banger of a quote in every episode i was waiting for it that's good um <laughs> <laughs> that's so good sorry uh so yeah sound i will give it a nine to be honest because that was hey work with me here there we go um so because the sound quality just for the, the infected alone was amazing the whistling this like not just having that the scars whistle to alert each other the sound of the whistle was fantastic yeah, like, something really eerie about the whistle, isn't there? Really was. I was like, I am more on edge now than the dogs all of a sudden. And like just and especially the first time you hear the whistle. You hear the whistle, you hear the arrow traveling through the air, 
and then you get hit and just the sound of the impact i generally jumped yeah, i was yeah. like oh fuck yeah that moment is absolutely incredible so that's why i've given like the sound a nine because i just think the night like just everything yeah the atmosphere the creaks the 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 gunfire the sound of the enemies the everything about the sound was was absolutely fantastic now for the score oh yeah hold on before you go on you okay. don't give you don't give tens do you I don't nothing give 10. 10. Nothing ever gets a 10. No. From you. Yeah, okay. Well, actually, that's, that is the highest score I'm given, to be honest. Um, like that, that's I weird. So give. nothing is ever going to be a 10 out of 10, ever? Nope. Never. Wow. Okay. That's weird. <laughs> no crowd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. You are so mean. <laughs> about? Nine is still really high. Yeah. Well, it's the highest, if it's you. You're, you're, you're... <laughs> yeah. Your, so your nine is technically a ten. Yeah, your. So we yeah, could just say that it be, did get ten out of ten. Then. Yeah, your your end score will have to be out of nine. No. Yep. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't like that, do you? No, I don't like this. Stop, stop if that is your word. highest, that is technically your ten. Yeah, yeah. If that's your highest, and that is still a ten. That's how that works, Eric. <laughs> it's just a number. No. So are you sure you don't want to reduce that to an eight? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Kick but if eight is the highest you'll go then really then that's a ten it's out of eight yeah <laughs> sorry and go then on, just I'm a, a one to like my highest and everything else be like a zero point something <laughs> anyway right score uh definitely very disappointed with this score and i think it was as i was at the more and more i was playing it the more and more i was like is there a score to this game like i just it kind of just in one ear out the other wasn't really paying attention to it. Uh, again, yeah, I was waiting for that main main theme to come into it, and it wasn't. Sometimes it kind of like tickle you a bit, which oh oh, are we playing? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, you got <laughs> to get a picture of Cardinal Copia there. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, okay, sorry. So, how did the score tickle you there? <laughs> what? I can't edit any of this out. This is all standard. Because uh, they're like they're teasing it essentially with it, right? Yeah, they're like, yeah. oh, oh, we're gonna play it. We're gonna, yeah, no, we're not though. The sound is now that we cut out the score. That's it. You know, it's, it's like it's like the silent. opposite. It's like the opposite to your problem with the Back to the Future score, right? Because you were you always <laughs> yeah. give out that in Back to the Future to play the main theme every five minutes and it drives you yeah, crazy because you hear it too much and then in this it's they are about to play it and then they don't ever yeah. <laughs> and then also like for the last of us like i think one of the one of the scores that really stands with everybody is just after joel and ellie have their fight and then they're riding on the horses and tommy's with them and they have like all the lovely lord of the rings traveling shots that they have and then they play that really nice music and it just that always stood yeah. out to me that yeah, was yeah, just incredible beautiful. And it doesn't have anything like that in like the entirety of the game. Mm. Yeah. So the score I do think is definitely at its weakest. And I think I said that even with our first impressions video. Yeah, you I, did. You said you weren't happy with yeah, you did. Yeah. So I'm giving that a five and I will and I will five there because it just wasn't great at all. Um that just yeah, like I just I genuinely at times did not notice that there was music. I actually didn't notice that there was like an electric sound or anything. It just in one ear at the other, it just didn't stand out to me. Maybe I need to turn up the volume, but um, just 
that's that's the way it was. Uh, so acting, I sure it's acting. Just Naughty Dog. I mean, like they do great acting in like all their games, even Crash Bandicoot. They got a Bandicoot. It does not get a ten. <laughs> Nothing gets a ten. <laughs> Nothing gets a ten. It's not even going to get a nine because. I don't think all the performances were great. Now, I don't know if this was down to the actual directing of the actors that, you know, some of the characters had to portray their character in, like, the most boring way possible. But I found that some of the characters were quite boring. They were quite 2D. There was nothing really to them. Sometimes it just kind of seemed like... Like, I'm not... I really like the character of Jesse. But sometimes I genuinely feel like he was just delivering lines. Okay. There was nothing really to him now again this is nothing wrong with the actor i'm not going to blame the actor the actor did his job but i just felt that like if, if there's not really to him what's kind of the point in having him same with like mel i liked mel being pregnant i liked mel being with own and everything i liked but again kind of just seemed like delivering a few little lines didn't really have much what was the point in having her jordan kind of seemed way too aggressive actually no i didn't mind jordan actually jordan was cool who's uh, jordan who's jordan home. Jordan is the he's the guy with the hat and he gets his scar in the face. Oh right, okay, oh, screw yeah. that guy. I, I missed his name, but yeah, he's a prick. <laughs> oh no, he is screw a prick. But actually, that's so I will actually have to give kudos to him because he's supposed to be a prick and he yeah, does yeah. make oh yeah he's a prick. But I will give the performance like a six. No, not a six. Jesus, what am I saying? A seven. Why won't this thing work? Work for me. There we go. Seven. Because again. Performances were really, the forms were really good and everything, but I just felt sometimes, and not just sometimes that the performances with some of the characters weren't great, but I just felt sometimes conversations were being dragged. And, okay. You know what I mean? Like, just, I don't know, there's something, something off about it. There was like, I think, like, again, we can both agree that the best performance is Ashley Johnson because she Who, can go for him. Who was that directed to? We can both agree. We can. Yeah. Who's yeah. not here? Who's not included in that? You both can agree with the statement I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do agree. I think Ashley Johnson was incredible. Yeah, she, she was. If, if she's not at least in the running for some sort of game award at the end of the year, I'll be, I, I would say she deserves best I'll performance. I'll be shocked. Yeah, that was, yeah. It hurt. Troy Baker was great, but I felt this was con- no, not his weakest. He's had he has had his few performances that were pretty nah. He was just in there for the sake of it. But I felt like this wasn't as as strong of a Joel as we had in The Last of Us. Now I don't know if that's down to just blatant screen time. He wasn't getting a lot, or yeah. I don't know, but some, something about it, like even something felt off when you kind of first meet him, or like one of the one of the times when he's like just before he's gonna die or something. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, no, I think the acting was, was, was okay. It was good. It was good. A solid, solid seven. You know what I mean? It was a, it was a good, good thing. <laughs> All right. All right. We can go on. I, I, on. I'm stalling because I'm trying to think what game. Uh, game <laughs> Stop stalling. We need to move on. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Loading the screen. Way too long for game performance. There was a few blurry bits on you the side. You are a tough <laughs> critic, man. <laughs> I like it, though. Uh <laughs> Yeah, well, you guys were way too generous. All right? You gotta have the bad cookie. All right? I'm way too generous. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you gave. Oh uh, yeah. Well, you gave a ten. It's way too generous, man. Uh, <laughs> that one singular ten. Uh, but yeah, no, it's blurry edges, below the screen, a bit too long. It's. 
but I think I'd I'd probably give Bam's performance of the game. It runs does run really smoothly. I'd probably give that an eight. To be honest, it was actually really good. Uh, and then for story, yeah, again, this is down <laughs> to yeah, just a boring. The game is boring as fuck. To be honest, that is that is down to the pacing of the story. Okay. I know I was talking about like gameplay. I blamed it as well because like the gameplay sections were too long, and I find myself doing the same thing over and over again. But again, that's actually all down to them writing the story and having that it goes on for weight. It's a thirty-hour game, give or take. They've never done that. They've done fifty-hour game, fifteen-hour games, like give or take. So they just went, oh yeah, we'll just double the length on a game where the story is way smaller. Can I hold on? Just okay, because yeah, I've okay. heard people say that a lot. Yeah. I feel like the last of us one was really long am i wrong was the last you can't long. play the last of us one in 15 hours can you yeah it feels it felt long but it felt like the right length but oh yeah no, i'm not i'm not giving out about that but L- i'm just wondering L- segment is it true that naughty dog have never made a game this L- long L- segment in last of us part two is the length of the first last of us plus left behind is that true because i don't think that's true i mean some people I think that's exaggerated some no 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 <laughs> it's it's that long because i i remember finishing ellie segment and taking note of how long that took me and go like i was like oh my god i cannot believe how long that actually took this felt really long and it ended up right. being like 15 hours long yeah no i i agree that it feels long but i've def- like i've finished ellie's section in a couple of days yeah, I have never like within a week. I have never cleared the Last of Us one within a week. What the hell's wrong? I, 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 think, so I long. think people forget how long that. I think that game was way longer no, than people if, remember. If you, look, if you actually look it up, it's 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 actually. I mean, yeah, it's as long as you take really. Right. No, I know that. Yeah. Like it's but, it's not it's not that every game they made is fifty. It's on average. Like it's just that this yeah. is definitely the longest game they've ever made. They've yeah. definitely never made. So the a game. first Last of Us is on average on average about fifteen hours. Okay, that's crazy. I always but remember I, being longer. But, but then again, who played it like then again, like I said, um, I was shit scared playing the first one. It really took my time. So maybe for me, it took just as long as like thirty hours. Anyway, sorry. I, so as you're saying like if the first one was 30 hours that just means you get to go to more places so it kind of works like but this one you're stuck in seattle for like the whole game no need for it to be that long so it's just them fleshing out for no reason so mm-hmm. i think the story element side just on really that part of just making me bored and me then not wanting to replay it uh, I'd probably just give it like a five as well. To be honest, that's okay. that's what I that was what I give it. Oh, look at oh that. wow! Look that's at that. That's a neat score. That's a neat score right there. I can that's map. Ba- wow, see? that's amazing. Actually, Wait. you had no decimal points after your seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see. So um, I actually mathematically planned all that out. I knew that that's what was going to happen. That's, that's why you the, gave no tens. <laughs> that's why I gave no tens. So Eric's score then was seven out of ten as well. And um, that's actually what I probably would have given it was probably a seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if we so. didn't break it down. So yeah, okay. So actually, maybe none of us are surprised. We're probably our um, our scores are probably all as we probably would have given it had we just said, okay, out of 10, what would you give it? Um, but it's cool to break it down that way, actually. I, I enjoyed uh, seeing the breakdown that way. So 
the two guys are seven out of ten and i am eight out of ten i did know that i was going to be a bit more than you guys because like we said i actually did i definitely enjoyed this game more than you two um but that being said i'm not blind to the game's problems i don't think it's perfect by any means so i'm not one of those 10 out of 10 people but I certainly don't agree with the zero or one out of ten star. No. Like that's fucking no, that's ridiculous. nuts. That's <laughs> fucking nuts. Regardless, if you actually see the way we broke down that score and like look at those things, that is fucking crazy. <laughs> Each to their own, but fuck me, that's crazy. So, okay. If then it's a good thing uh, this episode's PG thirteen, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gonna bleep out all those fucking crazies I just said. <laughs> Only joking. Um, I'm not gonna bleep them out. Uh, <laughs> let's go on to we. So we said that we would, as a fun experiment, um, rewrite The Last of Us Part Two, uh, or at least give like a very small synopsis or summary of where you might have taken the story. Now, this could be just a restructuring of what they did in terms of like I actually really liked where they were going with it. I just didn't like the execution of it. It could be that you're just robbing elements from it that's like i like those elements i would bring them into my sequel but i would not bring the rest of it or it could be i'd use none of it this is what my version (laughs) of the last of us 2 would look like you know it could be anything right and again uh this is not shitting on neil Druckmann or naughty dog that's not the idea we're not saying oh this is what they should have done and everyone should petition for this that's not the idea. This is just sort of a fun hypothetical. If you were to rewrite it, how would you rewrite it? And I'd actually, I'd love to hear other people's uh, kind of fan rewrites of The Last of Us 2 as well. I think that'd be really fun. Um, and to see where we agree and disagree on where we thought the story should have gone. So, Adam, we haven't heard from you in a while because you were the first to do the rating. Do you want to tell us um, what you would have done with The Last of Us Part 2 had it been in your hands? Oh boy! And then we can, all, and, then, and then everyone can hate you. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what happens right now. It's like whatever we come up with, people are gonna hate us. <laughs> yeah, it, it's very clear that writing a game is not not easy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But I thought, uh, I thought it was no. <laughs> thought, yeah, I thought you could do it like in your sleep. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't really know where I would want the sequel to go. Like I thought the first one. I was one of the few that like didn't necessarily want a sequel right um i wanted to maybe explore new characters in this world which i know we got but if that that would mean without having um ellie or joel you know what i mean like just if we're going to do new characters it's just have new characters so is this where you're um, going no no i'm just yeah. thinking about now if you were going to do joel and ellie in the sequel um how how would you do that because uh, i think the first one it does leave us wanting to know what happens next yeah there's that cliffhanger um will she find out etc and and like we kind of get it we get it in in flashbacks but yeah i think it definitely left a lot to be desired i i think it lost I'd the impact um because i feel like you, you don't get the opportunity to carry it as a player and experience it happening in real time it's like oh it it happened long ago and it's like okay um i think we mentioned before about teaching ellie things like how to swim and stuff would have been would have been great like i i said last time was that my favorite part of the game is the birthday scene um honestly i would want the full game of that (laughs) 
you know, like those those moments between Joel and Ellie is what made The Last of Us special. And we didn't get any of it, um, except for a few flashbacks. But it's really only that one flashback, the birthday sequence. Um, so I was just thinking about how how would I restructure this game that we got essentially. Okay. Um, and I think I would definitely have Joel in it a lot more. Um, and the reason for that is because I think what does make The Last of Us so special is the relationship between those two characters. And if we're going to watch that relationship fall apart, I think we need to see that happen. So I was thinking like having patrols, like the patrols that you're doing at the beginning of the game, like, you know, you could do them with Dina as well, but have some with Joel. Um, And it it shows the life that they have in, in Jackson, but there's kind of like have a, an overprotection from, from Joel as well like uh, you know almost like uh not letting her go free or whatever i don't know maybe it's like an over over foddering kind of thing yeah and perhaps she wants to you know there's the whole thing at the hospital is eating at her it's like she feels like there's you know the there's something that Joel's not telling her and perhaps she decides that she's going to just leave and go search for the fireflies herself. Uh, and then Dina can go with her and then you can still have that, that relationship and that, that moment. But I would have, that's the reason she leaves in search of her. Like she wanted her life to mean something in Jackson. She feels like it can't. So she wants to go find the fireflies and, and find the truth of it all, I suppose. Um, so in the meantime, then, um, because you could have loads of the same gameplay beats can still happen, but I would have her actually come across Abby and the group, um, who are also looking for the fireflies, mm. and use our like as a group together, like you're learning about Abby along with Ellie. You have gameplay moments with her, yeah. Um, and then I'd I, like you, you know, you can have them go to to Seattle, um, where you'd have whatever. Like it's it's like you're going to different, the same places like like the TV station, for example, to try and search for the 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 fireflies. Um, but I'd have also that there's like. You know, Ellie's starting to develop a, a a relationship, not a loving relationship, but a friendship with Abby. And that I have Dina being a little bit more of a wise, you know, character, kind of trying to pull her, pull Ellie away a little bit, where maybe she sees it as, as a form, Ellie might see that as a form of jealousy, but it again, just reminding her of Joel's overprotection. So again, Ellie decides, no, I'm going to... I'm going to do this with with Abby. I'm going to like go find the the fireflies. So I'd have them like on their own. It's just Ellie and Abby on their own going to let's say something like the TV station to try find uh, the fireflies, and get ambushed by the scars. So you have your introduction to the scars at that point, and that would separate the two characters. Now it's a matter of like so you could have the things like 
Ellie going into the underground train station and stuff with the infected. And, you know, you still have those same gameplay beats, but it's her on her own. Um, which, you know, that was most of the game anyways, is Ellie on her own, so it's not much different. And I'd have Abby on her own. And it's the two trying to get back to the, the main group now, which is Dina and the rest of the Abby's crew. And uh, you could have that Ellie goes, like when she comes out, she comes to that Hillcrest moment. And then when she have that cutscene, you know, the one where she jumps down and it's the hand goes on her mouth, she turns around and it is Joel. So Joel, Tommy, and Jesse actually came after them, trying to bring Ellie and, and Dina back. <clears throat> so now the the like although Ellie wants to break away from Joel, it's it's still they're trying to get back to the group because they find that there's a bigger thing going on. And then I would have Abby, who is getting away from infected and scars, come across the WLF. She comes across Isaac, and she finds out that well Isaac was a friend of her father's and he's actually ex-head of the Fireflies and she finds out that the Fireflies have actually joined the WLF so Abby finds a purpose here so you can still have the like the encounters that Abby would have with the Scars and Lev and all that stuff and helping and going to the hospital and all those story beats you can still have them and then you can still have in real time the fight that Ellie would have with Joel when she finds out the truth and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But they're happening in real time. And then eventually we'd have them all stories crossing crossroads. They all come back to, let's say it is the theater that they were hanging out in the, the main group. They all come back to the theater. And that's the moment when Abby realizes who Ellie actually is. And sees Joel, and then you could have that whole death scene of Joel play out there. Right. <clears throat> and then because the theater is set up like a an arena that you fight in, um, I would have that it's not a boss fight against Abby, but rather it's you fighting all of the crew. They now become NPCs in that fight. But you know and them all. But you know them all. You've developed a relationship wow. the whole way up through the game. They're calling each other's names out when you've when you've shot them and stuff, but they don't have like, you know, boss health or something. Like it's literally they go down just like an NPC. They have just become an NPC in this fight. Um, and then you you still have that like, Abby goes to Santa Barbara with Lev. You still have that whole thing play out. I'm not really sure how I I would particularly end it. I think in that situation you kind of want Abby to die, but I think the the fact that you as a player didn't know any of that and you're building this relationship, you're learning about Abby, you have no uh, reason to hate her, <laughs> like, at all. Um, and then eventually uh, she becomes, I suppose, the villain of the story, I guess. Yeah. But then having her afterwards, having that flashback showing Abby's, Abby's backstory so you get context as well. I just think it would make the whole thing more powerful and the fact that you're killing the people that you've learned about at this moment i think i think for me would have uh, hit harder i think that structure makes a lot of sense and i think yeah. it, i think uh, getting to know the characters that way and um keeping having joel and ellie's relationship at the heart of the story but also finding those moments to keep them separate i think i take that idea of ellie trying to get away from joel and joel trying to struggling to hold on to ellie and her getting 
closer and closer to the truth and him trying so hard to hold on to her and hide the truth and it ultimately leading to his demise as a finale piece is definitely a stronger as i would i would agree, i think that's a really good yeah some, some powerful if, stuff if, if i was the if i was like Deep. uh on the panel and that's what you pitched i would go give him the money he's uh, that's a good idea what he's doing there <laughs> that's a good uh that's a good idea so yeah I, I think that's that's solid what about you eric what 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 rewrites restructuring or changes would you have made um for the last of us part two to make it a game that you would prefer Oh, almost the same thing as Adam. I was actually a little scared the more and more Adam's talking. I was like, oh, God, is he just going to say all my ideas? Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, at all that. First of all, first <laughs> it, of all it's, we actually it had is, a lot of similar same ideas. It, it is hard to, uh, when you're talking about rewriting something, it's hard to totally separate away from as if it never existed. So you yeah. do kind of find yourself, go, sorry, excuse me, you do find yourself kind of going, okay, these are the changes I would have made, but these are the things I probably would have kept. Because, I mean, like we all showed in our rating there we didn't give it a zero out of which means we wouldn't change everything no do you know what i mean so but anyway so there's probably going to be some similarity so what i would do is like what adam was saying actually start off with a patrol but actually so kind of yeah show just like for for like the prologue much like like in jackson actually show how jackson works so show as you're walking around, Jackson. Do a like a patrol to take the infected. It goes off without a hitch. Maybe you're like a little bit intense or something. But showing how like the relationship with with everybody and yeah, relationship Ellie has with with Joel and the relationship Ellie has with Dina and Jesse, where it's not estranged. Like you know, it's not it's not um bad or anything. They're all they're all three good friends. And then one particular day they go out for a patrol and then they get captured by the scars and. They're brought, they're they're like brought away. Joel and Tommy then realize that they haven't come back, so they actually go out to to look for them. So for like, it will actually keep in my head. It's like it it will jump between the two each time. And Ellie, Dina, and Jesse will wake up in like I don't know some like warehouse or something that's surrounded by the military folks who are actually um like the surviving remnants of fireflies who were looking for Ellie, but they don't know which one is Ellie. So they just found a guy and two girls that so just took all three of them. So they're going to use Jesse essentially as like um, kind of leverage to get one of the other girls to confess that they have the, the immunity thing. While then Joel and Tommy are trying to, to find out where they are. So Joel and Tommy will always deal with like the scars essentially because they're out in the wilderness. So I was kind of thinking the idea that like the fireflies have like taken over a, a city that's near Jackson or something. So it's in the same same county just so it's not or same state so just so it's not ridiculous that you're traveling across america just to fucking hunt down these people like so that it's actually relatively close yeah um so the scars are like outside the city they they're like one with nature again and stuff and they like they have a deal with the fireflies the fireflies give them sanction to give a scar sanction to do whatever the hell they want as long as they don't enter city and as long as scars you know get uh get the fireflies the 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 girl and then the fireflies just don't kill the scars then so they have like this kind of unity with these two so uh tommy and and joel are fighting the scars while trying to get into the city while dina uh, jesse and ellie are trying to escape from this urban labyrinth to try get out because ellie ellie knows that the fireflies will, will kill the other two if she finds out that well if, if they end up finding out that she's immune 
Um, but this okay. can this can lead to Ellie questioning why are the Fireflies so violent? Why are they so aggressive? Why they seem so desperate to find it? Considering Joel told her that um, there's supposed cool. to be a, a yeah. lot more kids. So yeah, there's dozens, few... right? And uh, it yeah. doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's what that's what the Fireflies. I quotation mark for anyone who didn't actually you can't see. Um, but... <laughs> I just tickled you there with a quotation mark. <laughs> 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 so that that can then like lead to when they do meet up, when Ta- Joel finally breaks into the city and when Ellie is finally essentially breaking out of the city, when they meet up with each other, Ellie can confront Joel and that's when they learn the truth, right? But in obviously in, in the escape, they'll probably have like a, a boss fight with Isaac and she'll kill Isaac. So that makes Isaac even more prominent character because he'll be there from the get go throughout oh. the whole game. While you can have like Owen and Abby and all of them kind of in the background, they seem like characters. Maybe you could have Abby and Mel actually suit Mel or Nora or something to be really kind to the girls or something like that. Just to show that these aren't, they're all not all savages. Isaac has gone a little crazy. And maybe Isaac kind of just in scenes to show Isaac and all them. Isaac could be like a father figure to Abby. So I might maybe not actually have that Abby's father was the doctor. But have that Isaac is like a father figure to everybody. You know what I mean? Like maybe even having to go on as like some some crazy vicar character. Like in the old world, he was a vicar. So he's like he sees everyone as almost like his children or something. He's joined that. He's like the leader now of the Fireflies. So he has that kind of mentality. So he puts on this kind of priest fatherhood idea. So when Ellie kills or Joel, maybe one of them will, will kill him anyway. And after they've obviously figured out that Ellie has... Uh, found out that Ellie is the one with the immunity. But anyway, they'll burn down the whole place. They'll kill a lot of the scars and, and the, the fireflies. They'll get back to Jackson. You have another nice moment. It's winter. You're going on your patrol. You go into, uh, with Joel. You know what I mean? Maybe it's a few months later to kind of like slightly to bond again after their argument, kind of after destroyed everything. You go into a house like just to kind of take shelter from the storm. And then the minute you go in, there's Abby and Owen and Mel and there's all they're all there, and then cut the like maybe Abby's holding a shotgun, cut the black here the shotgun and then the credits roll up so it actually ends on oh, a cliffhanger. You trick. Ends <laughs> on a cliffhanger so you don't know what actually happened. Oh, that's mean. Yeah, that's. <laughs> oh, that's so, mean. That so, would be a so, huge talking point. <laughs> that'd be something like that. Either that or actually have that Abby shoots Joel in the leg. They pin Abby. Uh, to pin Ellie down and then Abby hits Joel with the club and then cut the black but either way the idea was cut the black and you don't know why exactly it's gonna... and then you can pick up from there part three of Ellie then hunting down Abby and all of them for killing Joel but at least then you would have had your yeah whole... okay yeah so that like revenge story like it definitely makes sense to be kind of a part three doesn't it yeah I think so yeah, yeah. I mean we all said it I think when we talked about um, part two, which is that it feels like this is part three, and that we've missed something, and that this is Ellie's darkest hour, and her, yeah. her becoming the monster, and then having to cut back away from the abyss before that final stab, you know, or the final, the final hit. So, uh, it, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that you're like you're, so you're leading up to the game that we've actually played in a way. Yeah, you know, obviously just some elements that would have to be moved around, but, um. Again, look, they're both, as far as I'm concerned, those are both solid solid ideas and solid structures that sure. uh, carry on from the first one, that relationship with Joel and Ellie that we're interested in. And then 
that eventual when is the lie going to come out like i remember we were talking about the the first one we did actually we had a small discussion about when the second one comes out like oh i wonder when are they going to confront the lie and will they even do it in this one or will they hold on to it till the third one like when when is it going to come out and oh you just know that that moment is going to be huge like i i remember saying that and that's why i'm so kind of i was really let down with how like that it was just sort of almost a throwaway line in a flashback and i felt as well with the flashbacks they'd kind of made it clear that ellie already kind of knew she was just waiting for joel to admit it and so there was something kind of slightly dismissive about the whole thing or something um yeah you know like i think we all knew anyway from the ending of the first one that ellie wasn't convinced that everything joel said was true yeah but it's kind of seemed like she kept bringing it up as if like uh I know exactly what happened in a way. And uh, I think that kind of took away from the power of it. Um, for me, it did anyway. Um, cool. Okay, so there's probably going to be some similarities, right? The only <laughs> thing is, I, I am not as... I'm definitely not as bold with the ending. I don't know really... Uh, I don't really know how it would end it, to tell you the truth, in terms of a, a, an actual final, finite uh, ending to part two. But how I would start part two... <laughs> what? None. None. What's the no, I haven't said anything yet. It's just funny. How, it's not what you said, it's just how you said it. You know, you're a funny guy. You know? you're a funny guy, okay? You're funny. <laughs> funny how? Um, how I would start part two is actually very different to how you guys would start it. Uh, in some ways, I would start it with uh, this sort of open shot of like. An apocalyptic city right whichever city it is doesn't matter and then you have the sounds of someone running and it's it's still panning and then the sounds of someone like breathing heavily and running and then you get the sounds of clickers running and then it becomes clear that you're playing as marlene and she's running towards somewhere and she's got supplies and she's running away from infected and she's shooting as she's running. And you have one of those intense naughty dog kind of push buttons quickly moments, closing doors and like a really intense opening, like, holy fuck, holy fuck. Right. And now you'll see that as like some of the stuff I've come up with um, is definitely inspired by films that I've seen that I'm like, oh, that would work so well in The Last of Us kind of a thing. Right. OK, so. So a lightsaber, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so Marlene basically is running to this this group of people, and there's a woman heavily pregnant. She's in labor, right? And Marlene had run to get supplies, and they're fighting off infected. And then they get to a point where they're actually trying to keep the woman quiet while there's clickers in the room, and she's going into labor. And it's this really intense, holy shit moment, right? Um, but then eventually they deal with the clickers and then the baby is born right and it's the birth of Ellie and the woman is Anna and you get a little bit of a, a so Marlene is actually the one who delivers the baby and then there's sort of a cut um, to like the next day of her looking at Ellie uh, Anna I mean and she says to Marlene something along the lines of like uh, if anything ever happens to me I want you to promise me that you'll look after her and promise you'll do right by her right and Marlene says I promise and then it cuts to Marlene's perspective getting killed by Joel right and you get that line again where Joel says you would just come after her boom shoots her right then you get that basically that that scene where Joel is talking to Tommy. 
Joel starting to tell me and tells him exactly what had happened. So you're getting a bit of a what actually happened at the end of uh, The Last of Us 1. But the difference this time is um, Tommy then tries to kind of convince Joel um, you, you should stay here with us. And Joel says, I, I, I can't. I can't. We have to. I have to keep her away from other people. If anyone finds out about this, they're going to want to do the exact same thing. I got to keep her away from people, right? So Tommy pitches this sort of idea to Joel that they're looking for to have like outposts, sort of a perimeter around around Jackson. It's like maybe you could take up there. You could stay alone. We won't bother you. You look after the perimeter. Come back for supplies. Whatever, right? And to get him started, Joel leaves the car. You know the car that he was driving? Mm-hmm. Joel leaves them the car. Tommy gives them the first lot of supplies that he can spare. They take a horse. Him and Ellie head off. And then it cuts to black. The Last of Us Part 2. The Last of Us in part then disappear. 2 stays there. And it says years later. Oh, fuck yeah. What? <laughs> years later. Sick transition, brah. Sick transition, brah. You're now playing as a 16-year-old Ellie, right? And I do think that you play most of this as Ellie. There are moments then in the game where you will change to Joel, uh, and it'll be done really, like, seamlessly almost. Um, But for most of this, you're playing as Ellie, and the reason for that is because as Joel... I agree with you guys. I would actually have a very overprotective Joel who has all these rules. He's, like, teaching Ellie, this is what we do to survive, and this is what we have to do to survive. Uh, there's a bit of uh, inspiration of like Hopper and Eleven from Stranger Things season two. So I would have that they live in this like wood cabin that they have. It's on the outskirts of Jackson and they do perimeter checks and stuff and they have traps set up. But that's where they're living. Just the two of them and a horse. And Ellie is dying to see other people and other stuff. And Joel keeps trying to come up with activities to keep her busy. Or he takes her down fishing at points or like, why don't we go check the traps and see what we've caught? And then, you know, you'll have moments where you're you're dealing with infected pretty early on just to clear them out. Um, but as Ellie, you're doing stuff and Joel will make comments like, um, you know, you shouldn't have done, you shouldn't have been so noisy or he'll keep commenting in ways that you as a player then will start getting annoyed. Like you'll start getting annoyed with Joel kind of getting on to you all the time or giving you all these rules so that you can start to feel uh, you can start to feel like you're Ellie because now you have. Joel is actually commenting on the things you're doing. Mm. Um, you'll then journey to Jackson to do the next, it's the next supply run. It's the next, um, and they're going to stay there for the night because it's Tommy's birthday, right? So they're staying there for the night. And because they do go back and forth every so often, Ellie does actually know Dina and Jesse. They are her friends. She'd like to see them more. And they even so they're sitting down at a campfire at night talking, and they're, they're kind of like, Ellie, why don't you just why don't you just live here? Like you're, you know, you're old enough to decide for yourself now. And she's starting to kind of think about that that she's getting older. At the same time, Joel and Tommy are in a pub, kind of talking and sharing stories about when they were younger. Maybe uh, you get some sense of normality, but then to sit down and Tommy's like, you know, she's getting older, right? Like you you're gonna have to. At some point, you're going to have to let her go. And Joel starts to get kind of annoyed at this. And he's like, you know, don't tell me how to how to look after her. Um, you know, and you'll get these kind of moments where Tommy's like, you know, Ellie is not. Like, maybe even get a moment where he's like, Ellie's not Sarah. And Joel fucking loses it. Joel is like not having any of that. It's like, you, you don't mention her name or something. Like that. And like, Tommy's like, shocked because he's like, I was there. 
I was I saw like I was there right at the beginning. So anyway, this is where you see Tommy and Joel's um, differences in that Tommy believes in community and trying to move on. And Joel is so set in his ways of holding on to what he has. Mm. Anyway, you learn in Jackson. This is all still early game stuff. You learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just be good. Another, another half hour. The game no, is like, just I, to be honest, To be honest, I'm just, I, I thought more about the setup of things and then it kind of just spirals into lots of gameplay, yeah. right? Um, as it goes on, you, you learn that um, on the outskirts of Jackson, they, they, they have other outposts that people have gone missing. There's people going missing, and when they find them, they find them hung in trees, right, with their their guts out. Um, and at one of the outposts was one of Jesse and Dina's friends that's gone missing. So the two of them and Ellie decide to sneak out to try and find out what happened, right? And there's rumors of these people call, that they're calling scars. So I I would take that element. I think it's a really cool element. So the scars have been killing these people another rumor you're hearing jackson because you have to do a lot of exploration in jackson is that there's a new that the fireflies have a new base and that there it, it can be home to anyone who wants to join them that it's free of infection that's what they're saying right mm-hmm. follow the light that kind of thing um anyway you do a bit of patrolling you kill some scars you learn that they're bastards um, you find Lev and Yara because I think those are really cool characters, right? Uh, during all this, I would have Jesse gets killed by the scars actually before you meet Lev and Yara, so that you feel some sort of all oh, those fucking bastards, and in a really violent way. Like maybe he goes missing and you find him hung with his intestines out, like horrible shit. Um, but with Lev and Yara, then I would actually have Yara dies pretty early, and she ends up asking Ellie and Dina, who she doesn't know, like she doesn't know where they're from. There's not like this huge genuine rivalry between Jackson and the Scars. It's just that lately those outposts are going missing. Mm-hmm. Um, she asks them to take care of Lev. So they don't know what to do about this. Lev ends up saying that he's looking for the fireflies. And this piques kind of Ellie's curiosity. And so what ends up happening is Ellie and Dina decide to bring lev to the fireflies they go to saint mary's hospital ellie has not been back there since this whole thing because joel kind of really wouldn't let her go too far without him at this point as well joel and tommy are now freaking out because they don't know where they're gone as far as joel's concerned the scars have taken ellie they found jesse's body they didn't find the other two he's now on a fucking hunt he's like where the fuck has ellie gone because she snuck off without telling them um they got saint mary's hospital no one's there, obviously. Maybe some the remainders of corpses and stuff. She's not really sure what happened because as far as she was concerned, Joel said, you know, they were all fine and they just let you go. Um, but they do find a recording that says, no, I wouldn't, not not the fucking recording that they found in, in, in the actual Last of Us Part 2. So I don't like the way that was explained. They find a recording that says, come to Haven. Follow the light. Right. So basically, the fireflies have all relocated and they've put messages in all the outposts. If you're a firefly, we have a, this is our new place. So now there's a quest to bring Lev to Haven. One, not only to help Lev, because Ellie feels some sympathy towards Lev, um, but also Ellie wants to find the fireflies now. She's really determined to find out, uh, much like you were saying, what actually happened um, and what, what's going on. 
And also, during this, as this goes on, you will get flashbacks to when Ellie was younger. You'll get flashbacks to when Ellie was in school and she met Riley. You'll get flashbacks to Marlene kind of coming in and keeping an eye on Ellie every so often. You'll realize that she had a relationship with the Fireflies and that the Fireflies were her family well before Joel was in her life at all. That she always wanted to be a Firefly. She'll learn that her mother was a Firefly. The knife she has was given to her by her mother. They'll bring up the note that Marlene gave her that was written by her mother and that Marlene said, my mother or your mother told me to look after you. So there's this whole connection with this is Ellie's family. So she really wants to actually find them and find out more about herself. Um, so kind of this all goes on as it goes. Like you, you have to travel through Scar territory to get there. I would keep the whole Seraphite thing. I would keep Lev's story. I think that's really solid. I would keep that they once had a prophet who believed one thing. Maybe it was killed by one of the people at one of the outposts or something when they thought it was an intruder. And that kind of spiraled this thing of like, let's hunt them. And they've, they've discards or the Seraphites have gone kind of out of control. Um, and tensions are now starting to build between Jackson and there. One of the people in Jackson I would have is the character Isaac. And much like that kind of War of the Planet of the Apes kind of thing, I would have that he's this guy just he's waiting for something to go off. Like he wants to kill he these wants, fuckers. Wants a war. Yeah. So I would have those tensions are building. Um, eventually, uh, so there's a big adventure, killing lots of infected, maybe meeting someone down in some bunker. I think meeting more characters, kind of like Bill, that kind of thing. Like seeing how other people are surviving in this world is an interesting way of bringing in new characters yeah. uh, as you go on on your travels. And the end game is to get to an island. So the scars don't have an island. The fireflies have an island with a lighthouse. There's this whole metaphor: follow the light. This is haven. On this island, there are no infected, and this is where they are now living. And they have a, a port that they heavily guard and they bring people back and forth only if they're not infected um, and can kind of prove themselves as, as, you know, people that they can trust. Like they have to let their weapons go if they're going there. They can't bring their weapons with them. Um, at points you'll play as Joel kind of following on Ellie's trail and you will realize, he'll realize that what Ellie is doing, where she's heading and what it will mean. And he's like, as far as he's concerned, like, obviously Ellie doesn't know it. As far as he's concerned, Ellie is going towards her death. She is traveling to death. Because if she goes there and if I know who she is, they're going to kill her. They're going to do exactly what they tried to do in the first game. And now he's on a mission to stop her from doing this. Um, this will come to a head. And at the end of the game, I suppose, on that island, um, you'll have the final kind of confrontation where Joel is again killing the fireflies. And Ellie is begging him to stop. And he, they ha end up having that conversation that needs to be had, that, which is that they are going to kill you. And she's like, but that's not your choice to make. And all this, and it'll come out and you'll break down and they'll have like an emotional exchange of some kind. Um, and then I'm kind of torn on how to end it. I do think it needs to end with Joel's death. Ellie um, kills Joel. <laughs> no no i wouldn't go there but i uh, no part of me thought it would be really cool that as this is going on and you're getting to know lev that um i think i would have it that ellie and dina are not romantically engaged at all okay but that ellie is f that they start to fall in love on this trip so that you can see that relationship grow because like i didn't really care about that relationship in the actual game and maybe if you yeah. saw that actually happen and then you would see that this is what El like ellie now needs a future like she's going to need people in her life she can't stay with joel forever she's going to get to an age where she needs some sort of romantic interaction she needs friendships she need, you know she needs that life she's getting to that age and i think that's an important story to bring up whereas joel is not ready for her to grow up essentially right those are the 
that's mm. the kind of theme I'm playing on. Um, but I thought it'd be really interesting if in the end, and actually, yeah, fuck it, that's it. Dina, Dina, her family were fireflies. She brings, and that's why she's so interested in finding them too, right? She's invested in this quest too, and that she's actually the one who brings up the idea that the fireflies could help Lev. Um, and so she, in the end, wants to kill Joe when she finds out what he did. And maybe Dina kills Joel. And that leaves you so conflicted about it because Ellie has fallen. And maybe hopefully you as a player have fallen in love with this character as it went on. Like, like who knows? But now you have two characters you love uh, for different reasons at odds with each other. Um, but I would definitely end it with Joel's death. I would definitely have that be the talking point of the ending of the game that then sets up the next game. Um I think my I have a messy structure. I'm not fully sure where it kind of ultimately goes, but I know that that those are the kind of the things I would want to focus on, and those are the elements I would want to put in there. That's a pretty solid idea. I like it. I'd play it with our powers combined. <laughs> <laughs> my other my other rewrite is where you you play as a, a video game version of Neil Druckmann with a chainsaw, and you just you, you go around killing everyone who doesn't like the game. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, but those are both our ratings of The Last of Us Part both? 2 is one of us missing? No, is it both, both there? those are oh, right. <laughs> both our ratings of The Last of Us Part 2 and our rewrite ideas for The Last of Us Part 2 again not a full script or anything like that just ideas um, but love to get a discussion going on this so first of all if you haven't gone through that kind of methodical way of ranking the game and again you still might go no i i think that's dog shit and that's dog shit whatever <laughs> but um it'd be interesting to see a uh, methodical score of the game uh, in that kind of way uh, where everyone feels about it um and then also it would be great to see what people would have done differently if they had the chance to write the last of us two or what ideas they would have liked to focus on even if it's only a small thing like you know these aren't fully fleshed out ideas at all at all but if you had a small idea that you you thought would be interesting to bring in or focus on, it would be really cool to see to see what you would have done. Um, and that kind of concludes our discussion on The Last of Us Part Two for the moment. This uh, this game was a huge talking point, so it's it's bound to come up again. There'll be some point where it's like unpopular opinions, and it'll be like, I thought The Last of Us Part Two wasn't that bad, you know? <laughs> it'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Um, or something like that. It'll come up again, I'm sure, in some sort of discussion. But for now, let's park The Last of Us Part 2. Those are ratings. Those are rewrites. Please get in touch to let us know yours.